Welcome to the Action Research Podcast, Voices from the Field. Voices from the Field is a special segment that features a deep dive into current and ongoing action research projects. Action research is a set of common beliefs or understandings that inform the way researchers make sense of information and act on it. Action research is driven by social change, collaboration, and action self-reflection. This series aims to shed light on what action research looks like in the field. For a more comprehensive overview of action research, check out episodes one through three of the AR Pod linked in the notes. My name is Adam Stieglitz, and I'll be leading you through this series. And my name is Joe Levitan, and I'll be reflecting with Adam on his project, which is called Cafe Origines. Buenos dias. Vecina. Hola, Diago. Vecina, buenos dias. Before we get into talking about Café Arrigenes, I want to take this time to paint a little bit of a picture of where this story takes place. So this project takes place in Calca, Peru, where I've been living and working for the past decade. Calca is a small town in Peru's well-known Sacred Valley near Cusco, which is the capital of the Inca Empire. So around here in Calca, people still live a pretty traditional lifestyle, which I'm personally exposed to and remain impressed about on a daily basis. Uh, Personally, what I find most impressive around here is how sustainable they live. They grow their own food, work together as a community, have little dependency on technology, although that is changing, and even still wear traditional clothing like hand-woven ponchos made with natural dyes. People have a happy lifestyle, they're healthy, and overall a pretty high quality life. Above and beyond all of that, it's also stunning. It's 10,000 feet above sea level, surrounded by beautiful towering mountain peaks with glaciers, although notably they've definitely diminished quite a bit over the past 10 years. The majestic Urubamba River flows through the Sacred Valley, which is fed by various glacial streams coming from various valleys that shoot off. Right now in the corn season, everything is green, flowers are blooming, and pretty much everywhere you go, you're surrounded by traditional Inca corn, or what they call choclo. You know, it's a place where there's too many cars in a community that wasn't designed for foot traffic. However, most people still get around in a traditional combi, which is like a little mini bus where people are packed in, not just people, but also other forms of livestock. Starting to move into topics that are more related to the project at hand, this is also a place where most locals are critical of the government and their purpose and the corruption. However, they can also speak about the competence, or in more cases than not, the lack thereof, of ONHs, or non-governmental organizations, which are as prevalent as any other organization in this region. While the organization that I founded here in 2010 identifies as an NGO, we pride ourselves in defining and owning an alternative, somewhat stringent philosophy that pushes back on the standard critique you might hear from people around here as it relates to the behavior of NGOs. So perhaps this is a good segue into our newest project here, Cafe Origenes, the action research project we recently started here in Peru and the focus of this series. Joe, why don't we take a step back and talk a little bit more about why we are doing this series and what our listeners can expect. Yeah, I think that, you know, if you have listened to this podcast before, you might be wondering, like, where are our interviews? Where are all the experts that we bring on and the people that we talk to about action research? One of the important things about action research is that action is the first word, right? So 
when we're talking about action research, it's really important for you all that we peel back the curtain of what action research looks like in action. And so what are we doing in the series? We want to have you tag along with Adam as he engages and thinks about this action research project. Uh, I'll reflect with Adam, you know, as action research is about action reflection, I'll reflect with Adam as the project unfolds to interrogate and understand what is going on through an action research perspective so that listeners are empowered to engage with the project. What considerations, consultations, decisions are being made and why? What other options are there? These are some of the things that we'll talk about as Adam goes along in this project. What's really exciting about this to me, at least, is we don't know where this is going. This is a project that's in process. It could be a huge success or a terrible failure. Most likely it's going to be somewhere in between. So come along this adventure with us. I think this is something that Adam and I are kind of excited and nervous about. You know, this is like a meta action research project on top of Adam's already exciting action research project. We also want to see more of these voices from the field for budding action researchers so that we can start to rethink what knowledge means in academia. We want to understand not only the theory from the experts, which is great in some of their experiences, but like how messy does messy mean? Like what does messy look like? We're going to get real messy here. We're also trying to figure this out kind of as our own guinea pigs to try out this innovative format for pushing the boundaries of new ways to communicate research and how we share it, what knowledge means, and hopefully it's going to be informative and engaging because that is what the purpose of us starting this podcast was about. So to get the ball rolling, on today's episode, I am thrilled to introduce Aaron Ebner, a dear friend who I've been working with and suffering with since 2010 and co-founder of the Andean Alliance for Sustainable Development, the organization which we started down here in Peru and have stuck with ever since. I wanted to bring Aaron on as our first voice from the field because he's been involved with Cafe Origenes since the very beginning and in my opinion does a wonderful job of describing the project and all of its complexities. Hey, I'm uh, Aaron Ebner. I'm executive director of the Andean Alliance. I co-founded the organization with Adam Stieglitz. I've been living and working in Campesino communities for the last 11 or 12 years. Maybe before we get started, I'll define Campesino because I use that word a lot. I think it's really important for this project to define it. Campesinos are essentially peasant farmers in Latin America, but it's also deeper than that. It's, it's an identity and the identity impacts all of life here in the Andes. Campesino culture is very communal, very sustainable, simple. Campesinos usually come from a very long line of indigenous farmers. So there's a lot of indigenous knowledge, especially in terms of agriculture uh, and sustainable livelihoods. The term campesino also comes with challenges like poverty, poor education, lots of stigma. Uh, in general, it's a proud term and the farmers we work with prefer to be called campesinos, so I'm gonna be using that term. So we work with campesino farmers, we help them with production projects, with dietary diversity projects, right? Helping farmers grow more food, more diverse food, improving their diets and the families and the communities. Also helping them learn business skills and improve their small businesses, their, their agribusinesses. The Andean Alliance works mainly in the, in the high altitude regions of the Andes, around Cusco, between the altitudes of 11,000 to 15,000 feet. And over the last 14 years, we've been working a little bit in the jungle, in the foothills of the Amazon. And you're going to hear this referred to a lot as Mapacho. It's just an area of the highland jungle that we work in with these campesino farmers. We started working there, collecting data for research projects. We 
helped some of the farmers gain access to some agribusiness training and some workshops that were more farming related. And that's how we got to know this area. The Mapacho area is the foothills of the Amazon. So it's the area between the Andes and the Amazon basin. Usually between about 2,000 meters to about 1,000 meters in altitude. Uh, pretty dense jungle, very difficult to access. The thing about the Andes is that there's not a lot of trees and so you can build roads pretty easily. The thing about the Amazon basin is that riverways can connect essentially all the communities. The area of Mapacho is still very mountainous. So there's no way of getting a boat anywhere around there. And getting roads there is also very difficult. From our office here in Calca, it's about a six hour drive, really hard to access. And right now it's January and we pretty much don't go to the area because there's landslides, lots of rain. These communities, they don't have access to a road. They don't have access to cell service. There's not even like a radio signal that gets there. In terms of healthcare and access to education, all those things are challenged. Very poor communities, probably the poorest communities that we work with from an economic sense, you know, from like a dollars and cents point of view, but also really amazing communities. I love spending time there. I love the people there. I do actually enjoy the kind of disconnection, even though it's kind of a privilege because I live in a place where everything is connected, but we've been talking a lot about trying to help all these communities. During the pandemic, I was spending some time out there trying to help these farmers connect to better markets for their coffee. We were helping Farmers in the Pacho area improved their businesses. We were trying to connect them to some buyers, and we also invited them to a workshop that we were holding here to help farmers learn basic business skills. And it required us to be in the area a couple of times, and I was personally there a couple of times. And every time I go there, the farmers ask me to help them sell their coffee, and that was never really anything we did. But it was pandemic. They asked me, and I said I'd think about it. I thought about it and I brought it to Adam and we talked about it and there's a lot of kind of boxes we have to tick off when we're trying to decide on something here because of the experience we have. We've been working over 10 years in this area with Campesino Farmers. There's a lot of complexities and we thought about all of these complexities and uh, it turned out that our idea of helping these farmers sell their coffee was actually a pretty good idea. It had a lot of potential. The points that made it kind of an ideal project were that it was high impact so we could have a high impact on the lives of these campesino farmers and help improve their lives. And it was based on our strengths. So the strengths of our organization aligned really closely with the potential impact that we could have. That was a big point. The other point that was important for us was sustainability. So by selling coffee, we were going to be able to sustain a large impact on the lives of these farmers. And the last point that was really important for us was the measurability. Working with coffee farmers offers a great opportunity for us to effectively measure the impact and the improvements that we're having on the lives of the farmers, just by the nature of the coffee business. Uh, and that's really important. So our ability to measure our impact is very important. The sustainability option of being able to fund the impact we were having was important and the impact itself was very important. This podcast is brought to you by Adam Stieglitz, Joseph Levitan, Shika DeWalker, and Vanessa Gold. Tune in next time to hear more details and reflections about this ongoing action research project. Thanks for listening.